Hi, my name is Robin, and this is the Bold and Faithful Podcast. <laughs> I am so excited because today we have Claire Wolford. Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you okay, did. <laughs> I'm like, I never said your last name. Um, Claire is has a lot of titles. Your Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, yep. first leader on the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, which is a big deal. People don't know. Um, fitness instructor, and you host your own podcast, The Sweetest Honey Podcast. That's right. The way that we met, me and Claire met, is we met at church through a mutual friend. We didn't actually cheer together, but I sometimes yeah. feel like we did. I know, I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> I know. We didn't cheer together, but um, one of the things that I admired the most about you when I first met you was that you were like, oh, and I think I've told you this, but you were like, oh, I'm going to start this podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, like everyone says they're going to start a podcast. <laughs> but then like the next week or like really soon after that, you had like, d you just did it. And I was like, okay, this girl does what she says she's going to do. Aww. And I really admire that. That's so sweet. Yes. Tell us about the mission behind your podcast, why you decided to start it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so funny too, because I feel like that was such a long time ago. It's no, it's so like a long. year ago. I'm like, oh, wow, time flies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started Sweet as Honey just out of the inspiration from like women around me who are incredible and have extraordinary stories and they were just pouring into my life so much and I kind of felt like it needed to be shared with everyone else in the world because I was growing so much from it and um, I don't know, I just had this little pull on my heart to do something and I wanted it to be meaningful and um, purposeful. So I sat on it for a little bit. And then one day I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. I didn't really know exactly where I wanted it to go, but it's really blossomed into a unique platform where I just get to sit down with my friends and have really intentional conversations, hear a little bit more about their lives and, you know, share those inspiring stories with the rest of you. So one thing that I love about you is that you truly have like a relationship with the Lord. You can tell that you walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. How did you come to know God and like, why is he such a big part of your life? Yeah. Um, I think I was fortunate enough to grow up in a Christian home. I had a lot of great examples, like both sides of my family are strong believers, which is really lucky. And so it's always been a part of my life. And I think when I was six years old, I had sat in church and I would just weep at the, <laughs> at the baptisms. And I didn't, I don't even think I knew what it meant, but I would just cry every time. And I remember being the spirit. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I remember being that young and just knowing that I wanted Jesus in my heart, whatever that meant. And when I think about my faith, I really think back to like my college experience because that's where I really like took responsibility for it. And honestly, I went through like a lot of rough patches yeah. for it to grow. And um, I remember transferring to Arizona State. I was away from my family for the first time. And I think college is where I both lost and found like who I was. Um, yeah, and it's a big part of my testimony. I transferred for dance and, you know, that was most important to me at the time. And I just remember feeling so alone and just like rock bottom at some points, like making decisions that just didn't align with who I felt I was um, in my spirit. And God really redeemed that and, you know, put a lot of people in my life that helped guide me back towards him and college is where I really got serious about it I would say like my junior senior year um I would just spend a lot of time in my room like reading the bible and journaling and it was kind of like my rock like all I had 
and um, then coming to Dallas was such an answered prayer, and God was, like, extremely faithful, and even more (laughs) in, in bringing me here. So I think ever since then, I've just continued to grow and I'm surrounded by like the most incredible believers around me and in all my jobs, which is crazy. So I am very thankful and I feel like it's just an ongoing, you know, process, but I do love the Lord and I pray that it shows. (laughs) It definitely shows. (laughs) College is one of those times. It's like the first time you're away from family. Yeah. So it's like, you're really like, figuring out who you are yeah it's a rough rough spot to be in but I really think I realized like what it meant to be one foot in one foot out mm-hmm. and in the faith yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's so unsettling like I was just so not at peace all the time and I remember I'd go to church you know throughout all of that and I would just cry every time because I think I knew that I was living one foot in one foot out mm-hmm. and God was just, like, gently pulling me towards him, like, come on. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot that happened that really led me to going two feet in. But ever since I have, like, I'm not, I haven't looked back because just life is so much better for the Lord. So So you really value your relationship with God. So you want to find a guy that also has that deep relationship with God that values that relationship too. Yeah. Has that been a struggle? Yes and no, because I've met so many guys who are great and who have the same values. I mean, I think the struggle is finding like that, who's the right fit for you. But I also think that, you know, there's a lot of people who say they believe things and say they have the same values and whatnot, but they might not live that out. And so that's where I find like the struggle is somebody who's talking the talk versus walking the walk you know mm-hmm. and that's why I love you said that you said the one foot in one foot out thing we're in Dallas <laughs> <laughs> it's just pop it's a popular thing to do yes. to be Christian or to like own yeah. your faith but I think we all have to undergo a process of sanctification where the faith actually becomes like like Jesus isn't just head knowledge Jesus yeah I feel like people almost throw it around recklessly where it's like if you're gonna profess this out loud and like be bold about it mm-hmm. People are going to pay attention to how you act. So even more so. Yeah, even more so. Like you're even that more responsible um, for how you act. And there's not, I don't know, I don't want it to sound wrong. Like there's not a pressure on it, but it's just the values and like what you believe. You have to live that out in your daily life. So we definitely want to find <laughs> someone who's like all in with the Lord. And I think like with the dating culture, you kind of have to sift through and really. Um, I don't know, be strategic. And so I think there's a lot of people out there giving Christian dating advice specifically. Are there (laughs) any, like, for me, I think there's some Christian dating advice that almost like I feel like we overcomplicate it, but I'm going to let you go first. What do you think of common Christian dating advice? Yeah, well, we've talked about this a lot. I think there's so many opinions, and inherently a lot of the advice is good. Mm -hmm. You want to search for somebody who has the same values, Mm -hmm. who prioritizes God like yes all of those things but one of the things that I I guess I've just found to be complicated is the timing when you hear Christians talk about like the timing oh. of like dating to marriage oh what do you mean like you know a lot of people just get engaged after like six months of oh, dating oh no wait yes I was like what do you mean about the timing I I'm wording love... this so wrong <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> I love that you just said that. Yeah. Like, yeah, how fast people can go. Yeah. There's a lot of opinions on how fast you should date mm-hmm. to get married and, like, the time you spend with someone to evaluate if they're the right person for you. And I just think it takes time, you know? And, and like, obviously it depends what age you're at mm-hmm. because – you, if you're 20 years old, I mean, you should probably take a good amount of time to, like, get to know the person. But my sister met her husband. You know, she was approaching 30s. He's 30. Like, they have their lives together. They know who they are at this point. So it was a lot easier of a process to, like, get to know each other and mm-hmm. stuff. And they dated for, like, a year. But I kind of am along the lines of, like, let's at least date for a year because you have to go – through the ups and the downs and like really see this person's character over time and one of my friends one of our friends is like a premarital she's in premarital counseling mm-hmm. at the church and um she'll talk about how like newly married couples will come to them with issues that her and her husband had faced like three years into dating wow and it's just it's just telling and it's like well you're you're stuck with this person now. <laughs> you should have taken, the, you should have taken the time to like really evaluate, yes. you know, and get to know each other and like see where life takes you because you can't consistently grow and stuff. Um, before making that decision, it's such a big decision. It's such a big decision. There's this book called How to Avoid Dating Jerks. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Have I told you about it? I think I so. Yeah. And in the book, he's like you don't know someone it's like scientifically proven that you don't know someone until two years Mm. like of dating them on average yeah like first three months does not matter yeah it's honeymoon it's honeymoon yes and obviously you can be like super intentional with getting to know someone like there's a lot of mature people who like I know who you know have dated for less than that and are have great marriages and like it works out but I just yeah I think it it takes time and <laughs> discernment and, like, mm-hmm. bringing community into dating. Yeah, like you said, some people do date, can date that quickly, and it works out, and yeah. it's fine. I feel like there's situations where there's God's, God's peace. Yes. That's where I struggle with Christian dating advice because so much of our relationship with God is situational mm. per person. Yeah. And so we're going to have different so – Yeah, we're going to have different things with different mm. – um, people but so yeah some people can date have god's peace and whatever but i think it's just like with time don't rush something just because you don't want to be lonely yes that that's like hitting the nail on the head Mm -hmm. i mean don't rush it because of whether it's loneliness whether it's struggling with purity whatever it is like that's not a reason to get married right you know the reason to get married is because you do have god's peace with this and like you've really withstood the test of time and like maybe seen this person's character play out but there's not a timeline like either way and there's no right or wrong I just think like don't yeah just don't don't rush (laughs) yes in first corinthians 7 paul says like now to the unmarried and the widows I say this is first corinthians um 7 8 Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. That's first. That's the NIV version. Okay. So I saw a pastor speaking on this and they said in the context of the time, the people were um, like people were thinking that it was bad, almost bad to get married like they, like um, in a righteous way they felt like it was better to stay single, stay single 
and be devoted like solely devoted yes Mm -hmm. and paul is like if you want to get if you find someone you like and you want to get married like you can marry them yeah and have sex that's what he means he doesn't mean like what like something that you just he doesn't mean like if you're burning with passion just get married like we misuse that scripture and so people are taking that as like oh i can't have self-control let me just find anyone and marry them it's like that's not wisdom true at all true just want to point that out it feels like almost sometimes when you date sometimes i feel like people are like how does robin make me look Mm -hmm. rather than oh i really like robin's character and yeah i mean (laughs) i feel like in our culture like there's a lot of clout chasing i guess yes it's almost like that it's like yeah does this person make me look better better date for dating them or whatever but um i mean i think that's just obviously the opposite of what it should be because when like you're married the call is to serve one another like you were talking about and um like lay down your life for someone it's not about you know any of the other stuff i don't yes. know like it could i feel like that's just sets you up for failure um totally yeah cuz again like you're you're signing up to make a covenant with God and this person that, like, you're going to work through everything together because it's you and God. And mm-hmm. then, like, it is a covenant. And so your intention should be to serve God and to serve that person. And, like, that's it, you yes. know? Yes. I feel like, yeah, that's going to bring nothing to a marriage. Like, how someone makes you look, like, you're not you're not going to be able to sustain – it's almost like ide- idealizing someone. Yeah. You're not going to be able to, like, make allowances for their weaknesses. Yeah. Well, my roommate and I had a conversation about this on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, um, being attracted to somebody's lifestyle or maybe appearance is, I mean, it's so fleeting, for one. Like, God says that in the Bible. Like, beauty is fleeting. Mm-hmm. We're not always going to look the same. So, just get that out of your head. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, but, two, I think the lifestyle thing like maybe somebody does have a really attractive lifestyle but again like all those things are temporary and could change so at the end of the day like you want to be attracted that to that person's heart you know yes and okay Claire and her roommate just did a podcast on dating that was so good go listen and in that podcast you guys mentioned um DCC dating as a DCC I remember when I was a DCC I was like I'm just gonna be single because <laughs> it is it can attract like if people are only looking at that yeah. it can only attract those things yeah um and honestly this is like for women if you like don't lead I think sometimes if we're coming from a place of insecurity you can lead with certain things like out of insecurity like if you're not solid in who you are you'll yeah. be like oh maybe they'll like me if they see this mm-hmm. but if you do that you're only gonna attract the wrong people yeah it's like putting on a show yes it eventually comes to you know the truth comes out (laughs) so truth comes out we're broken (laughs) one of the biggest struggles with dating culture is either and this kind of goes back to like the timing it's either like so rushed Mm -hmm. or there's a lack of intentionality and commitment altogether and it leaves girls like and guys (laughs) feeling like super confused and um like again there's no need to rush into anything But at the same time, like, be intentional, Mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean you're committing to someone like after the first date, but 
just like be intentional and getting to know them and then be honest like do you like this person or do you not because if you don't that's okay but like move on tell them so that no one's left like wondering and then that creates so many questions and like insecurities with people too I'm so glad you said that like have um don't be avoidant like just integrity yes have integrity how do you treat people be honest it's gonna hurt and some people won't respond well (laughs) like true just be prepared yeah but you don't have to be rude about it you can just say let's give an example ghosting (laughs) i'm like in terms of christian dating advice i think we hear a lot find the godliest man you know i was just on my friend macy's podcast and I was like, what does godly even mean? Because mm. we were saying it a lot. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Because we're all bro- very sinful, broken humans. Like yeah. David, yeah. a man after God's own heart, murdered. Mm. Got someone murdered. Okay. So like, what does godly mean? And I think if we don't define it, people will think godly means people who do all the right things. Yes. So, so true. And it's just like godliness is like character. Uh-huh. So much character. It's your heart posture for sure. Heart posture. And then, well, I'm jumping ahead, but both of our moms say, we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like our moms are like, find someone that can um, to, like grow Yes. into it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I have a few thoughts. Okay. Um, I just want to say, yeah. they say find someone that can grow into it. It's like godliness is like someone who can be repentant, yeah. like someone who can ask for forgiveness Mm. you see like they're trying to be better yeah I mean that's what the Christian walk is is, yeah you know we're acknowledging we're sinful and then you know trying to be better through God and like have him redeem those things um yeah I agree the godly thing like you could find the guy who's doing the most you know going to church, Mm -hmm. going, volunteering here, involved in all the right things, but isn't, like, the way he treats people there or, you know, just... How he speaks about people. How he speaks. Like, is he prideful? Is he, you know, whatever. Like, those are the true telling characteristics um, of a godly person. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather be with somebody who isn't doing all those things, like, just to check off, you know a list yeah but does one thing that is just very servant-hearted or like yeah just has purpose in what he's doing um and so I don't yeah I I think you're like so that was so good to say like what you know defining what godly is and Mm -hmm. making sure people know it's not the guy always that is doing the most because like when you think of the I heard a pastor one time say when you think of the pharisees they're the people that did the most the most we closely resemble them mm-hmm. so you literally have to sift through yeah and see heart heart posture and mm-hmm. you'll know them by their fruits love joy peace yes like yeah yes and i think like where just what she's talking about with her moms um i my dad is a great example of a godly Same. man and super hard working my dad is yeah, so hard working so hard working so humble and just i mean honestly he lays down his life for my mom mm-hmm. and like our family but he my mom always says like he he didn't start that way like you have to remember that he was when we were dating when we were you know when they were together in their early years of marriage like he was like a frat boy he was doing all those things but how old were they when they got married to like 24 25 okay. they're like our age mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm 29. But they dated for eight years, so that's kind of cute. Oh. My dad, I think, was just always, like, for the most part, like, sweet and, like, showed his character over time to my mom. And she probably saw that he was going to make a good husband through, you know, those characteristics and him showing promise of, like, putting God first and, like, just growing in his faith and and stuff. So, yeah, I do think, like, you can't expect to have a guy that is, like, fully mature in their faith at our age. You know, there's definitely a lot of room for growth, and we're not even there Mm -mm. either. But I think, like, finding someone who can lead you well or um, at least has a good heart with it is, like, the most important. Yes, I agree. Humble. (laughs) Humble. I just feel like we'd get a lot further if we were just like, hey, these are my weaknesses. These are my vulnerabilities. Like, can you? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Because the mark of love, I said this in the first episode, but the mark of someone who loves you is someone who can love you in your weaknesses Mm. and, like, can mess up and still be like, hey, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But just, like, some – I think we should lead with – almost lead with like hey these are my shortcomings and see how they handle it yeah I mean obviously not on a first date you're not gonna be like this is what I'm bad at but like (laughs) I'm kind of messy I just think like being yourself being honest there's no reason to put on a show yeah for another person because like we said like that's gonna come out eventually Mm -hmm. so just you know show show who you really are from the beginning and if that person likes you for you like it'll hopefully work out and mm-hmm. I I like what you said about like love is is you know loving someone through their weaknesses and recognizing we all have those weaknesses and maybe like your partner is somebody who's stronger in that area who can like help you and vice versa like there's everyone's always gonna have flaws and weaknesses like that's not new yeah. you know um but yeah I'd much rather just be like myself and honest with somebody and them not like me from the beginning (laughs) like put on a show pretend like I'm one way and then six months in they really make you upset and you guys get in a huge fight and like it all this stuff comes up you know it's like oh where did this come from like no just start from start from the beginning just being like vulnerable and honest about who you are yeah and I think it's really easy to read yeah like you can tell when somebody is trying to paint themselves in a certain light yes yeah wow you can pick up on inauthenticity yeah you really can Mm -hmm. like I've had (laughs) that sounds bad but I've had dates where I'm like I know this person was just trying to prove to me the whole time like who they are and I was like just let me figure it out through telling me about yourself and like what you love to do like I'll figure it out but you don't have to like sit there and be like, I do this, this, and this. And I, you know, yes, I don't know. You can just feel it. It's like an energy. Yes. Okay. I joked off camera that I don't date, but I, I have gone on to <laughs> <laughs> And I, yes, this is actually a red flag, a huge red flag. If you can tell that, well, I don't know if it's a red flag, actually. This is something to look out for. If you can see someone really trying to sell who they are, that is yeah. like inauthenticity. Um, Yes, I'm so glad you said that. And almost like if they don't let you have a word. Have you had that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is the most annoying thing ever. Where you're just like sitting there and listening and you're like, okay. 
and they don't ask you about you yes that's (laughs) that is a red flag if they don't ask you about you oh my gosh yes yes and they're just like talking and selling themselves it's like okay great (laughs) i think i've gone on dates where i like literally have not spoken (laughs) i have too yeah like yeah for sure you're just like (laughs) hi and bye hi and bye um that's funny what have your past experiences taught you (laughs) (laughs) a smile i wish we had a (laughs) close-up i'll smile the camera (laughs) what have past experiences taught you about the partner that you want yes okay this is like specific to me i would say get comfy (laughs) here we go here we go buckle in um I (laughs) I don't do well with somebody who like escalates the situation Mm -hmm. I think I really value somebody who say you like get in a fight or like some sort of conflict who can like step back take a moment Mm -hmm. settle emotions and then come to the conversation in a productive, like, not high emotional way where yeah. you're going to start spewing things that you don't mean. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's, like, I don't know. It's so huge. I'm, I run away from that. Like, it makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes me, like, back down and be really scared. So I'm, yes. like, I just don't – I know myself. And, like, I know that I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say, like – I pay attention to how like people treat others. Is this person someone who stirs up conflict mm-hmm. and you know is looking for an argument and looking to win an argument? Um, because I don't, I don't know. I just don't find that attractive at mm-hmm. all. And like, I would rather just live at peace with people. It's also, something about like communication is um, humility and like being able to admit like, where you're wrong and where you can work on things, which, like, I can work on, too, because I feel like I'm stubborn sometimes. and like, well, I, you know, I know mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally do something mean or wrong or whatever, yeah. but, like, it's just taking that step back to be, like, okay, like, where, how can I, you know, be, how can I own up to what my part of this is and move forward and, like, grow from it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I think, like, just finding somebody who wants to put God first mm-hmm. over their own pleasures, over themselves, like, just choosing to serve God in the relationship together is huge, and this is, like, maybe something more specific to myself, too, but um, I feel like I've been in a few relationships where, like, that person might have had some cool stuff going on or, you know, has a busy job, whatever it is, um, and has almost made me feel, like, less significant in what I do and like it's not appreciated in the same amount Mm -hmm. and so I think I you know look for somebody who is equally as supportive because I want us to be each other's cheerleaders but like Mm -hmm. I think it takes you know feeling valued as well to like feel like the relationship is equal and that they appreciate what you do too yeah value and respect I have like so many thoughts on what you just said I love that you said like emotional regulation there have been guys that I have liked and it made me stop liking them when we got into a conflict Mm. because they escalated the conflict rather than recognizing that the other person in any situation is not your enemy. Yeah. As a team. It's a team. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have that mentality. And so 
like being able to like be self-aware like you were saying also claire said she was stubborn i literally wrote in my notes she is one of the most self-aware people that i know <laughs> which i love because you you're always constantly working on yourself but yeah. in order for a relationship to thrive like you need someone else who can equally do that mm-hmm. or people will like take advantage of that yes oh my gosh that's happened to me for sure yeah um okay yeah i think yeah i think like i that's true i am very Mm self-aware and i take it kind of i'm hard on myself if i feel like i've done something wrong wrong or to upset someone or you know my intentions came across wrong or something like i want to fix it i think you have to be careful um because i feel like i've it's been manipulative before where like that person puts all the blame on you and if you're somebody who is you know trying to be the best you can be and like really fix everything you can and just work on yourself like that you can be taken advantage of if the other person doesn't have the right posture yes I've been there too where I've been like the, all the blame is on me it is the worst feeling in the world yeah because then it makes you carry shame yeah so you just want to make sure you don't end up with someone who's like put like pointing the finger if you get into a conflict with someone it should be like hey i see that we have this issue i care about you like we can agree to disagree yeah like no one's perfect but it should definitely be like it's you guys against the problem not it's you guys against one another yeah and that's a really good test again for marriage like that's what you need to go through in dating is conflict and see how you guys handle it because in marriage there's gonna be so much so many more things yeah like so many misunderstandings yes like your spouse has the potential to hurt you more than anyone else in this world but you again look at it as like team versus problem yeah yeah and that goes back to finding someone who really has relationship with the lord who understands like Mm -hmm. when you get married like you said it's a covenant with another person before god and so the enemy is going to attack that because it's a good thing so what's the quote it's like the devil tries everything to get you in bed before marriage and out of bed in marriage yes because he just wants to get in between all the good stuff yeah so your marriage is going to be attacked so you need someone who knows like who the real enemy is right what do you think about girls making the first move i think that like the there's no right or wrong um but personally like i i don't know i want to feel pursued and i want the guy to kind of like open the door to it but I'm not afraid to I mean like if it's somebody you really like known for a while and you just want to oh like see if there's a chance like I mean go for it but I don't know I think in my head I'm like well the I do want the guy to be the pursuer and I feel like it in my heart then that's the man's role so my dad always tells me like he kind of needed my mom to make him less nervous like sometimes so he my mom didn't make the first move but like I think he needed like a little more of confirmation from her in that and like I don't think there's anything wrong with like kind of helping a guy out you know yeah some I think I've been stubborn before where I'm like no like he should call me or he should do this but sometimes they might need you to open the door for them to like feel comfortable to do so and I don't think there's anything wrong with that no I love that and I also 
okay, so I had two friends um, who are married. I was like, should I text this guy? Like, just kind of like seeing if he'd be interested. And they're like, yeah, you can text him, but like, you also have to carry on the conversation. Like, you can't just like text him and then expect him to yeah. know. Cause guys can sometimes be clueless to yeah. like you instigating something. That's true. Yeah. So really, they were like, if you, if he texts you back, like, you got to kind of make an effort. And like, because marriage is a two-way street or like relationships are a two-way street. So just in that way, like sometimes we as girls can be like, oh, well, he's not doing it like whatever. Yeah. Bad on him. But sometimes they like really do need help. Yeah. They need help. They need help. Poor guys. I love the story of Ruth and Boaz because I think people reference that story sometimes when they say like, oh, women make the first move. Yeah. But if you like read the story... Like, Boaz showed Ruth, like, a ton of favor and, like, unusual kindness before she made the first move. And then even then, like, she still wasn't sure. Like, she still wasn't thinking about that. Like, she went to Naomi, and then Naomi was like, go sit at his feet or whatever she did. Yeah. So I think it's, like... um, I think some women go in like, this guy has given me nothing, but I just really like him, and I'm just going to ask him out, which you can do. But it's like, just keep in mind, a a man who is really, like, into you, he's going to let you know. He's going to be kind to you. Right. You'll be able to read the... You'll be able to read the room. Yeah. And sometimes I think if we're coming from a a place of lack, we can, like, want to make it... Mm. We want to take control. We want to take control. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel. I've done that before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I heard a lot of people... I've heard a lot of people talk about this, like, dating... You should date when you're coming from a place of abundance, not a place of lack. Like, mm-hmm. you are filled by the Lord. You have everything you need outside of a relationship. Like, yes. you're not searching for a relationship to fill, fulfill a need, yes. you know? It should just add to your life. Like, yes. whatever your relationship, whatever your life is like now, if you are having, like, it's so chaotic and it's not fun and blah, blah, blah. You're just going to be adding another person on top of that chaoticness. It's not yeah. going to make your life better. No. No. So that person can't fix it. Yes. That person is not God. They're not going to fix it. But if you're dating, if you know your worth and you're happy and you're just coming from a place of overflow, then someone added onto your life is just, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know no, they adding to your life for sure. I was going to bring that up. Later. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy Spirit. Okay. So I want to talk about like having discernment in our dating mm-hmm. um, and really dating wisely. How can someone know if someone's good for them? We've kind of touched on this a little bit. Yeah. I think going back to, like, seeing if that person adds to your life um, and is adding more, like, joy and fruit to your life versus taking it. (laughs) That's such a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think there's, like, a piece about being with them. I've been in a few relationships where I've had peace for a certain time, and Mm -hmm. then maybe that piece is gone after a while and I know that's like, okay, I think it's time to move on. But, um, but yeah. And then I think like somebody obviously who is leading you closer to Christ, um, and has good community around them. And if your community and their community is in support of it, then I feel like it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes there can be like good guys and bad community. Oh Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that matters. I think you really have to look at that because, I don't know, that would kind of signal that there's something unhealthy in them if they're surrounded by. Well, yeah, and I think, like, if those are the people they're going to for advice, 
they're gonna sabotage <laughs> yeah i mean it's gonna be sabotaged and i know that we were gonna talk about this anyways but like who you invite to have a voice in your relationship is so important mm-hmm. and when you're younger i feel like you just kind of tell everyone everything and you're like guess what he did <laughs> but i mean like you can't do that in a marriage you know i mean you have your trusted people and like I, i've just learned as i've gotten older like who do I look up to in their relationship? Who do I admire? Who do I know is in support of this relationship? Who will, like, give me godly advice or give me advice that isn't telling me I'm necessarily right, you know? Like, I think it's somebody who has to be really honest and, like, truthful with you. And that's a small circle. It shouldn't be a big circle. Yes. It shouldn't be a bunch of people. You shouldn't be telling, like, everyone all your business. Yeah. No. It's just not wisdom. And, Yeah. But I think, like, it's protection, too, because Mm -hmm. you might go through a really hard season with that person, and if you have told everyone about it, and then maybe you guys broke up, and you're back together, everyone's going to be so confused, you have a lot of explaining to do, and, like, that's so much work. Yeah. And so I think if you have your close people that you're talking through it with, and, like, they're helping guide you, then it's kind of saves you from the headache later on. Yeah, and it's almost like you need, like, people who are not yeah. just for Claire, people who are not just for Claire's partner, people who are for Claire and her partner. Together. Yes. Yeah. People who are for the relationship. So also for discernment and dating, how does someone treat you? Like, when you leave them, do you feel like they're attacking you? Or do you feel like they're um, discouraging you or making you feel less than, kind of like what you talked about earlier? Yeah. Or do you feel like they are encouraging you or pushing you to be a better person? Yeah. Like, how does someone speak to you, almost? Right. I think it's just, like, healthy versus unhealthy. Yeah. Um, Because I've been in both situations mm-hmm. where it's been healthy and that person, you know, is adding to your life again versus taking away. Maybe, like you said, just you feel attacked, you feel discouraged. Like, you just – there's a consistent theme of, like, being knocked down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you should hopefully feel respected and loved and cherished. I do want to talk about giving grace to guys in terms of like our moms say, like men grow into the person that we want them to be. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Just like making allowances for, I think we should make allowances for people to not be perfect. I mean, absolutely. That's like with any friendship, any relationship, um, like that is the mark of a Christian is Mm -hmm. forgiveness. And so I definitely think there's grace with things, but you have to look at like what, you know, the boundaries, what's healthy, what's not. And if this is like a theme in a person's life or if it's a mistake, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like Mm -hmm. if it's consistently happening, maybe that's where you take a step back. But like, if it's a one-off type of thing and you get your feelings hurt, whatever, like, I think that's a time to have grace and and work through it. But, I mean, your whole life is going to be forgiving this person, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Marriage. A whole life of forgiveness. Hashtag marriage. (laughs) I really want to talk about the waiting season. You have a lot of people around you um, getting married. I'm in a waiting season and feel like no action is going on. Like, how (laughs) how do you overcome, like, the sadness in the waiting um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, I think it was Monty Pruitt, talking about just who you're becoming in the waiting and how the waiting is, like, for preparation. Um, 
And I think just believing, like, kind of what you and I had a conversation about, like, the cookies. Yes, the cookies. <laughs> well, maybe you can explain it. But yeah. I think um, just knowing, like, God is, Lord willing, he's going to bring that person, mm-hmm. like, eventually. And so knowing that the waiting season is for a purpose. Yeah. And whether that's to grow you or the person he has for you and just, like, prepare you better for that marriage like I think just changing your perspective on it and you know coming like going back to that topic of um am I wanting like a relationship from a place of lack or a place of abundance Mm -hmm. and if it's because you're lonely and just like want to have someone Mm -hmm. that's like not a reason to be in a relationship you know but I won't say I have to be like honest and say that it's hard sometimes when all of your friends, you feel like everyone's getting married or engaged and whatnot, and and you're still out here, like, looking for that person or, like, going on dates and just it's not working, like, just nothing is feeling right or sticking. I feel like that's, it's hard to be patient in that. Yeah. Because you're like, I get frustrated sometimes, like, okay, like, I'm over this. Can we just, can we just have something stable? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't, I think there's, like, I don't know. I think it's okay to be frustrated and, and like, have those moments where you're like, go on. Yeah. I feel ready. But just, like, knowing God knows best. He's faithful always. Mm-hmm. And, like, he will bring that person when you are ready. But, like, I don't know when I'm ready. He does. And if you have something before it's ready, it could just really be more of a hindrance than a blessing. Yeah. I think it's a good place to be in consistent prayer about and mm-hmm. – like, I just kind of pray sometimes because I feel like I'll, like, look for things in the wrong places. Yeah. You know, look for what you want in the wrong places. And my prayer is, like, to, God would open my eyes and heart to the person he has for me. Like, whether it's somebody I expect or yeah. not, don't expect, you know? Yes. So. That is such a good prayer. I think sometimes when we go about dating, we can look too much, at, like, in the physical. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, like you're, you're not like allowing God into it. Like, just like that prayer is so good. Cause you're, you're really like allowing God into it. Like God open my eyes. Like you're letting him take the lead in it. Oh yeah. And sometimes I feel like whether you're a guy or a girl, you're like, Oh, this is who I see right in front of me. Like they're doing X, Y, and Z. I don't know if this is making sense, but what I'm saying is ask God to open your spiritual eyes or like ask God into the situation I think of Genesis 24 ask God to be in the situation so like he can guide you because he knows better he knows hearts and we have free will you can choose anyone but why would you want to do it without God without God yeah and you know something that I feel like a lot of girls a lot of people talk about is just like praying God would shut the door on things that aren't meant for you mm-hmm. But that prayer is really hard because he does shut the door. Like, so fast. Honestly, every time I pray, the door is shut. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, I did not expect that so fast. And But it is protection. Yeah. And, like, maybe it's going to save you from a really bad heartbreak down the road. Like, I, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, So I feel like that's also hard in the waiting because, like, I just – it had I haven't gotten that, like, yes, open door yet. Yeah. You know, it can be super frustrating to get the closed doors and yeah, just knowing that God's okay, that you're frustrated. 
Yeah. Um, I just, this made me think of something kind of going back, and I know this is one of your questions, Mm -hmm. but, like, saying yes to dates with, like, the most godly guy, or, like, you know, saying yes to a date just because Mm -hmm. the guy's a good guy, whatever. So something that, and I just want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but... I don't agree with that. I was going to say, like, I have been on you know casually dated guys that are amazing guys like have great things to say about all of them but I wasn't necessarily like attracted or feel that like really pull to them yeah I mean like chemistry honestly yeah but I knew the guy was a really great guy and like it could probably work out if I wanted it to um and so I gave it honestly too long like I tried to like see if that attraction would grow because I'm like well maybe it will he's such a good guy you know whatever And it just didn't. And so I kind of, yeah, I like, I agree and I disagree in a way. Cause I'm like, if that attraction or whatever it is that's not there doesn't develop like within the first few dates, then I'm kind of like. It's almost like unkindness. Cause, yeah, like, like what you're if. Leading them along. Yeah, like what if someone was like, oh, I don't really, I'm not really attracted to you, Robin, but like you have a good heart. <laughs> I'd be like, leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like i want to be attracted to my person yeah obviously you know yeah. like you want to be attracted and i think god wants you to be attracted to them too i do too yeah like he's kind i think sometimes we don't understand how kind god is like he yeah. wants to bless us yeah with more than we ask or imagine like yeah. you can be attra- he can be kind and attractive yeah and like maybe say yes to the first date or two but mm-hmm. i don't know i just think like, I've let it go on for too long before where I'm like, I could have just cut it off the beginning because I knew, you know, I wasn't going to feel this way about this person. Yeah. I, I'm going to talk about this in my singleness podcast, but about what Tony Evans said. But one time we had a conversation and your pastor, like, said the same thing about, um, like, Eve Eve was brought to Adam while he was still sleeping. Didn't your pastor say that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, not my pastor, but... Oh. Um, a pastor, yeah, yeah, said it to me. He was like asking me if I had anyone in my life, and I told him like, not really. Like I'm just kind of floating along, yeah. whatever. And he was like, yeah, I think you need to like operate in a place of contentment and like godliness with contentment, and that's been my theme of the year that I'm Aww. trying to really work on. But um, that's good. He was like, I mean, think about how Eve was brought to Adam. Like Adam was asleep. He was or Eve was, like, fashioned from his rib, like, God made him for her in his sleep, like, he didn't have to work for it, she didn't have to work for it, which I think, I feel like, but obviously, like, you can't just expect, like, this person, perfect person to walk into your life, and, like, you're not going to do anything to, like, go after it, Yeah. but, like, not forcing it, and just, like, letting God take the wheel, it's so much easier than you trying to, like, make things happen. Yeah, and one of the things I pray is that Okay, so I heard Tony Evans say that, and then, like, the next couple days, Claire said, like, told me that her pastor said that. I was like, oh, confirmation. Yeah, right. So I started praying, like, Lord, if my husband knows who I am, just, like, open his eyes to who I am. Kind of like what your prayer was. I think you said something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just open his eyes to who I am. Like, that's an okay, okay prayer to pray. Yeah. Like, if my husband knows me, just open his eyes, and if he doesn't know me, like... I just pray the person who is for me will see me when they yeah like see you in spirit if there is someone that someone is out there they want someone like how can you let go of the hope 
of what God is like nope like trying to take away Mm. I feel like this is something I'm learning um because I've had it said to me before like is it a is it a closed door is it a locked door is it dead bolted you know like what is that person giving you Mm -hmm. to like confirm what that is you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) I think it's hard to let go in our culture because of social media and like you have you have to see that person kind of whatever like on social media I'm an unfollowers <laughs> yeah I, I mean like you know when you think back yeah. to like our parents like there wasn't yes. phones so when you when you ended a relationship it just like ended ended like you're not gonna probably see them again or which whatever. is healthier healthier for sure it's probably way easier to get over somebody yeah but um we just like live in a different day and age now so I think that you have to almost create boundaries for yourself if you know this person is like not supposed to be in your life or like God's taken them out of your life for for protection or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah I don't know that one's a big trust yeah it's a big trust one because I've really struggled with that and like wanted to you know text the person or just kind of like awaken see if it's like an open door still but yeah. I'm like well is this because of a want or is this because God's like really like telling me telling to me to do that mm-hmm. you know I think you have to like uh sift through the feelings and like pray on it for sure but it is I mean it's hard especially like depends what kind of relationship you were in for how long mm-hmm. like the emotional ties like the friendship it's it's a lot to let go of so I feel for people and I think it takes time like it's mm-hmm. not gonna go away overnight mm-hmm. But if you're praying for God to, like, help you let go, like, he will. He's not going to just leave that prayer unanswered because he wants the best for you. He wants to help you through it. So, yeah, I think praying about it for sure. Really deciphering what it is based on, like, how the other person is acting, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And really just using not only this time to pray to let go of things that aren't for you, but to pray for your spouse. Like, if you're in the waiting pray you can pray specifically too i believe that god answers specific prayers Mm. like maybe not super selfish ones but i don't know god just like doesn't only want to give you what you need he wants to give you what you want sometimes too yeah i think something else i've really (laughs) had a hard time with is like when there's not an answer to why the door closed yeah you know and it like maybe was a good relationship or whatever but it just ended and it was maybe it was abrupt maybe it was mutual I don't know but like it makes it harder sometimes those doors are closed and you don't know why and you don't you might not ever get an answer to why it was closed don't say that I don't know I mean I know it's true no it's true you you might like further down the road I think you will you know you'll understand but I feel like that's where faith really comes in of like okay God I don't know why you closed the door but like here we are and I have to trust like you know that it was for a reason and that you'll sh- reveal it to me like eventually do you know the teddy bear meme yeah I yeah that meme. i know it's like yeah he takes away something to give you something to give even it better. better yeah i need to have i have to describe it because it's a podcast but if you haven't heard of it it's like it's jesus holding a giant teddy bear behind his back and then this little girl in front of jesus who doesn't see the giant teddy bear is holding on to this like little one that's very mm. inadequate in comparison and she's like but i love it god and jesus 
has the big teddy bear behind his back and he's like just trust me mm-hmm. like that's what he's doing to us all the time well you gifted me two books <laughs> are not gifted you let me borrow i have not read them or finished them i should bring them back honestly <laughs> honestly I, yeah i could reread them yeah i started to read um i started to read both of them and they're both really great i will yeah back. they are great Okay, so you let me borrow two books. Yes. Meaning of Marriage and Loving Your Husband Before You Have One. Yes. From what I read, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your takeaways and why do you think it's important to prepare for your spouse and your singleness? Like, this is a season of preparation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to reread them because yeah, I like, yeah. feel like I'd be... And you don't even have to answer this question yeah. if you don't want to. No, I feel like I'd have a lot more fresh, like, thoughts on it. But I think with Meaning of Marriage specifically, like, just... I, I think it shifted my perspective from like what marriage is because mm-hmm. you think of it as like this like fairy tale like ah I'm gonna meet my prince charming and yeah. then we're gonna live happily ever after <laughs> but like no meaning, problems ever again yes but meaning of marriage really explains it in like how God set up marriage to resemble like the church and Jesus and how like Christ is the head of the church and we are the bride like you know his people are the bride and he lays down his life for us and we love him and respect him you know we like so I don't know I think it's so cool because it makes you look at marriage in such a different way of like one this everlasting covenant hopefully Mm um and two like it's it's a choice and it's gonna take a lot of work and it's it's most of all like sanctification like Mm -hmm. marriage is the most sanctifying thing you'll ever go through because you have to like lay down your life for the person that you married and then you know vice versa and so you guys like grow together um in that and I love the image of like the three strands and God's at the top and then it's like you two but closer you get to God the closer you get to each other and so like that's like what you have to look forward to in a marriage if God's at the center and um yeah I think it just like really opened my eyes like okay marriage is actually a lot of work it's not um just like this fairy tale ending yeah yeah it's but it's like the most rewarding process you know Mm -hmm. or it can be um because yeah it is such a picture of the gospel yes it's so i mean it's like the closest thing we will experience to god's like love Mm -hmm. on earth with another human yeah which is crazy um and then like loving your husband before you even have one it's talking about preparation and um, in all areas of life like finances finances yeah what else does it say like i don't know that's a shock yeah. i left on <laughs> finances but i love that it talks um, about that just like your pre- spiritual walk in general yeah like independent of this person who where you are in your faith because you no one is going to come in and fill any hole like you have to be whole yourself and it's two individuals you know coming together so you can't be looking for somebody to fill those gaps um so I think it just, just like, yeah, preparing your heart for what's to come and growing in grace and forgiveness yeah. and and all those fruits of the spirit before you're married will help your marriage become more successful. Okay, I think that's it. Okay, so the title Bold and Faithful came because I was asked in a Bible study to describe two words um, that describe my walk with the Lord. Mine mm-hmm. are bold and faithful. What mm-hmm. are your two words? Oh gosh, <laughs> I mean, like there's so many. I think yours are great, and I feel like I could e- easily say the same for yeah. myself. But 
Um, we should all be bold and faithful. We should all be bold and faithful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think <laughs> I was trying to really think through like different words of yeah. um, one I think would be surrender, just like that daily surrender. Yeah. And denying yourself and like picking up your cross and just surrendering all things to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, I would say love. Uh-huh. And I don't know why, but like since I'm a little, I was a little girl, I just I love the word love. Yeah. It's my phone password. <laughs> since I was in fourth you grade, see Claire? now you can get in. Yeah, since I was in like fourth grade, um, uh-huh. I know. But no, I just like always come back to that concept and mm-hmm. like God is the picture of love and the ways that He's continually just loved me throughout my entire life and shown that to me in so many different ways is like centered in love like just that's just how God makes me feel is so loved and valued and I think you know that's what our mission is on earth is to just love others too and make them feel that way so and that's kind of how I see my walk with I God. love that and you do it really well Thanks. um thank you so much for coming on the podcast of course I feel honored um yeah y'all this is such a process to get this podcast. this is such a process and my mind was in like a million places no and also it was like so great and patient because i had a million malfunctions but thank you for coming on this is so fun yes so fun. um yay i just have to say i'm like so intimidated talking about dating like why just i don't know there's so many opinions i feel like there i said are. this on my podcast like there's a no right or wrong yeah. it's so just trial and error yeah. and so take everything that we say like with a with grain, a grain of, of salt, salt. Yeah. obviously we, we prayed over it like I don't want to say anything that's not in line with God's um idea but mm. I think that we tried our best to like just Sing. share our experiences yeah stuff. so hopefully you guys enjoy it <laughs> you enjoy and um be discerning and don't don't waste your time with bad guys <laughs> yes <laughs> Good luck out there. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>